Good morning, everyone, or whatever time it is for you. Welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk all things software and technology. I am Ben Popper, Director of Content over here at Stack Overflow, joined as I often am by my colleague and collaborator, Ryan Donovan, editor of our blog, maestro of our newsletter, and the impresario behind today's episode. Ryan, you invited a guest who you worked with the blog on. Take us away. Well, Vlad Ukas, our guest today, he wrote a blog about setting up team topologies for, for SRE, what the sort of SRE looks like within organizations. And he wrote a book on SRE, all things SRE. So we're going to talk about site reliability engineering. Well, Vlad, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me and looking forward to the conversation on SRE. So for folks who are listening, just give them a quick background about yourself. How did you get into the world of software and technology and what led you to sort of focus in on SRE? So I started tinkering with computers many decades ago, I would say. <laughs> so the interest uh, started back in school and then I started computer science first in Ukraine, where I'm from, and then in Germany, where we moved to, and then also in the UK, where I did my PhD. So uh, lots of university backgrounds uh, in computer science. And then my professional life was at Siemens Healthineers, which is the healthcare arm of Siemens. And there we were working on the enterprise architecture when I started and then started slowly exploring the cloud domain. First of all, the private clouds, what would it mean to put systems in the cloud for the healthcare domain? And then at some point, we also started exploring public cloud. And this is the product suite where I'm working in right now and has been working on for the last uh, several years. So that's called Siemens Healthineers Teamplay Digital Health Platform, which is um, a cloud platform for the entire company to put digital services on and offer them as a service to the hospitals around the world. And if you offer software as a service, then you are also obliged to operate the software. And that then brings you into the world of software operations. And once you are there, you then try figuring out how to operate software in the best way possible. And that's what brought us to SRE. <laughs> so give a little sort of baseline definitions here. When we're talking about SRE, what are we talking about? And, you know, how is it related to DevOps, which I think is bigger, bigger, broader thing? Right. SRE is, um, first of all, an abbreviation for site reliability engineering, which is a discipline within computer science, which um, was composed by Google, because Google several decades ago had a problem that, um, on the one hand, it was growing very fast, but on the other hand, it also required uh, linearly the growth um, a certain number of engineers in order to run Google. And that couldn't continue that way, that linear growth of uh, the number of engineers running Google and the actual growth trajectory of Google. So they started experimenting with approaches how to do operations in a software-inspired way instead of kind of the back then traditional way of, uh, of running software using administrators who are manually doing things with servers and so on. So they came up with a set of practices, which they then um, wrote up in several books, which are very well known in the operations uh, community, which are called the original SRE books from Google. So this is a discipline in order to run services reliably at scale. 
And if you compare SRE with DevOps, then you are totally right in saying that DevOps is a more overarching philosophy of running product development. So with DevOps, you've got a philosophy of uh, short feedback cycles where you are able to deploy your production frequently. You are able to measure the effectiveness of what you deployed on the users. And that way you are able to operate fast under the tight guidance of user feedback. And within that realm, you also need to operate the services reliably as well. And although DevOps uh, tells from the philosophical standpoint that you need to do this, it doesn't give you very concrete tools and organizational methodology in order to do so. So if you look on the internet, then you'll find really great videos that compare DevOps and SRE. And they tell you that SRE is a concrete implementation of the DevOps philosophy. So in computer science terms, uh, you know, class SRE implements DevOps interface, so to speak. Um, and this is what you find when you dig into the methodology. So it provides you with a way to operate services reliably at scale, and it satisfies the DevOps philosophy. Gotcha. So that's how I would position those two things. But is there any dev in SRE? I mean, are you mostly just handling and maintaining and operating things once they've been put out into the world? Or does SRE sometimes also involve that first part? In DevOps, you're trying to do both, right? Like help folks through the development side and then also make sure operations run smoothly. In SRE, do you have both of those or just the latter half? So um, although SRE focuses on running the services reliably at scale, but in order to do so, you actually have to start way before that. Yeah. So you need to build reliability into the services as you develop them and as you conceptualize them, as you incept them from the beginning, so that in the end, uh, they actually run reliably. And then, of course, you've got certain procedures in order to measure the reliability, in order to see whether the reliability in production actually gets fulfilled as you envisioned. But in order to be effective with putting with putting out a reliable product, you need to start way before the services hit production. The the post you wrote for us uh, was about what the SRE program looks in in a team topology. And I think what was interesting is that you don't necessarily need separate SRE people. Sometimes the devs do it themselves. Can you talk about what those topologies are? And if you don't have an actual SRE person, what does that mean for doing an SRE program? Yes. So when you do an SRE program, then you will involve several several roles and you will necessarily need to bring onto the same table product development, product operations, and product management. So those three parties, they need to come together in order to set up an SRE program that permeates the entire organization so that the organization is aligned enough on operational concerns. Now, in that realm, you need to, at some point, if you want to professionalize this, also to think about a suitable organizational structure for the whole thing. And uh, here, there are many options. And uh, as we described in the blog post, um, based on my research from my book, um, I identified nine options to do so. So we'll not go through all of them right now, but by and large, um, there are three big areas there to consider. So you've got a development organization and you can, for example, put 
everything that's related to SRE into the development organization. That's one option. Then you have got the operations organization. Another option would be to put everything related to SRE into the operations organization. And another third option would be you set up an additional third organization like was done, for example, at Google. And that organization is called SRE organization and you concentrate the activities there. And there are, of course, uh, then things in between where there is shared responsibility between those organizations and so on. So there will be a big decision whether you want to set up an entire SRE organization or not. But in any case, I think you will have development organization and operations organization. And depending on how you distribute the responsibilities, uh, interestingly, you will also then inspire different identity with the people who run the services. So if you put uh, all the activities into the development organization, then it's likely that the people will be will identify themselves with the products they run a lot because they they are part of the development organization that lives and breathes those products, right? If you put the SREs into the operations organization, then it will be more oriented towards uh, incidents and kind of numbers of incidents, and we want uh, to reduce uh, the numbers of incidents and so on, those kind of classical ops things, right? right? And that will be kind of, uh, regardless of the products you run, right? So you kind of more focus on the pure kind of context-free ops stuff. And then if you put the SRE activities gravitationally more into the dedicated SRE organization, then I think uh, those things that are related to SRE will come to the forefront. Like, for example, you would be more about, okay, so how do we really properly define service level objectives, for example, so that they really reflect the uh, reliability experience by the users so that when the service level objectives are fulfilled, we know transitively that the users are happy. And if the service level objectives are broken, then you know that you've actually violated user experience in the visible way. So those kind of, Really, uh, um, SRE core things and principles, they will come to the core more in the SRE organization. Right. And then, depending on how you set it up, in general, it can be said that the more you put developers on call for their services, the more incentives they will have to implement the reliability into the services from the beginning. So this is coming back mm -hmm. to the question that you asked a couple of minutes ago. Like, mm -hmm. so is it only about really operating this stuff towards the end? Or is it also more about involving the SRE thinking at the beginning of the product lifecycle? Right. And the more you put the actual developers who implement reliability into doing operations work, the more they will actually do the reliability implementation and the reliability thinking in the design process and um, development process of the services. So is that your sort of platonic ideal? It sounds like, there's a lot of different, you know, topologies, a lot of different ways you could slice this. And at different organizations, there might be different, you know, permutations of this. Your ideal is to make sure that the folks who are building understand they're going to have some responsibility at the end also for maintaining an operations. That way they're going to bake it in and they're going to be, you know, with this code through its whole life cycle from the ideation out to the delivery. And hopefully, you know, that will lead to the best result. Because in my experience, SRE has been more like some of the earlier ones you mentioned, where it's like somebody builds it, they throw it over the wall, the other people are responsible for the run book and putting out the fires. And, you know, those two things, they're two different disciplines, not necessarily connected. 
Right. And if you follow the original SRE books from Google, then you'll see that although they have got an entire SRE organization that is running the services, actually it never starts with the, with the full SRE support from the SRE organization. So you actually need to convince the SRE organization within Google to help your product. (laughs) And before they do this, you are responsible for running your service yourself. So that means you are totally in the you build it, you run it philosophy Mm -hmm. and once you've later enlisted support by the SRE organization, then your services fall below certain service level objectives that you have agreed between the development organization and the SRE organization. Then the SRE organization will return the services to you. And then you mm-hmm. are back to your build it, you run it. So that means that you are always, as the development organization, have skin in the game of running services. Mm-hmm even in the original SRE literature. And I would recommend doing so. As you suggest, I think the developers, they need to have some operational responsibility. And the extent to which they have got the operational responsibility, that's negotiable. That's organization by organization that can be discussed. Yeah. It's interesting you talk about wanting to get the the SRE voice at the beginning in the the development lifecycle. It feels like it's part of a lot of uh, disciplines trying to shift left right? Like security, privacy, and SRE too. Do you think that there is a sort of stereotypical pitfall that happens when you don't have SRE voices um, in the development cycle? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think the development teams, they will learn it the hard way easily (laughs) then. (laughs) That'll inevitably happen. But actually, interestingly, that will only inevitably happen if the product is showing signs of success. So if you deploy something to production and nobody uses it, you know, whether you have SRE or not, kind of doesn't matter that much. Also, if that product doesn't get a lot of traffic, you actually might not run into lots of issues from the beginning because, you know, if something doesn't work, there is not a lot of traffic, you can still kind of fix it manually and so on. If, on the other hand, the product is starting to take off, that means there is more and more and more users. And with that, your availability requirements, they're getting harder and harder and harder to fulfill. And uh, therefore, your time to recovery then must be shorter and shorter and shorter. This is where you need proper processes. This is where you will not survive without SRE for long. Right. So if people want less bugs in production, they have they should have less users then, right? <laughs> That's one one way to put it, but then you can start questioning how long you can survive for with a product like that. Forget product market fit. We're talking, yeah, eras down to zero. <laughs> so I guess you know, it sounds like you've worked in this area for a long time, and you know, you're going back to these original Google documents as well as writing your own book on it. What are some of the best practices that have emerged recently, or some of the technologies and frameworks that have emerged recently that you think are the most powerful in this area that are you know enabling folks to sort of evolve? what SRE can be, you know, and to improve outcomes. To my great surprise, actually, there are lots of companies out there who are saying that they are practicing SRE, but they haven't defined service level objectives. So this comes out of several servers uh, on the internet and so on. And that surprised me. Why? Because um, if you look at uh, the SRE principles, then one of the central principles there is managed by service level objectives, right? So if there are no service level objectives, then how can you manage 
then it's you sort of then pick bits and pieces out of SRE methodology and you say that you are running the SRE way, but actually the the core essence is is still missing there. So therefore, I'd say one of the core practices that's on the rise now is to actually define and adopt and manage by service level objectives. I think this is absolutely key because without this, you cannot really quantify reliability. Without this, you cannot have your SRE infrastructure provide you with data, short-term data, long-term data about what's reliable to which extent, what's not reliable to which extent, and for which time period and so on. And therefore, you cannot present that data in aggregation to your product management in order to influence prioritization of reliability stuff where there is least reliability at the moment and so on. But I think adopting service level objectives and really um, leaning in that idea and really bringing folks on the same table in order to get that done, I think this is really core. And it's surprising to me that not all companies are doing this who are talking about SRE. I think this is absolutely essential. I think, uh, you know, when you talk about the service level objectives, it almost sounds like a good SRE program is basically like an in-house web hosting, right? hosting the sort of online presence. Uh, is that fair to say, or is there something more to it? When you say like good web hosting, what do you mean? Which aspects do you specifically have in mind? They take care of all of the the sort of infrastructure and all of this, the stuff behind uh, the code running and production, right? Ops usually handles code in production. And then a sort of separate SRE team makes sure that it's got the uptime it's got the response time. All right. Um, so what I would suggest, um, a successful SRE program will, first of all, establish a joint understanding of the uh, reliability objectives that we've got as organization and then as uh, a set of services owned by a particular team. So each team will have an understanding of their reliability goal, number one. Right. So then number two, what will happen um, is that there will be transparent tracking of those goals, whether the services um, are fulfilling the goals or service level objectives or not. And then there will be a rather continuous dialogue within each team and also at the higher level within the organization, whether we are fulfilling the uh, reliability objectives, the SLOs that we set for ourselves and whether Despite fulfilling them, we are still getting customer complaints or the other way around. We are not getting customer complaints, but uh, we are still violating our, our defined SLOs, which means that uh, the SLOs have been defined too tightly and we can actually relax them without violating the user experience. So that continuous dialogue in the organization around reliability will happen. And uh, because uh, the dialogue happens at different levels of the organization, so at the team level for the services they own, and then at the management level for kind of aggregate services that uh, are offered externally, you then really have got an alignment on operational concerns throughout the organization and how the um, workload will be distributed. So between the development organization, operations organization, and possibly also the SRE organization, that's different enterprise by enterprise. So for the, uh, you know, we like speculating about the, the future. How do you think SRE is going to change in the future? Do you think new technologies like 
the generative AI are going to affect how SRE operates? Yeah, I think that's a great question, Ryan. We we did a piece, you know, about self-healing code. And, you know, I've seen lots mm-hmm. of examples of folks asking different AIs now to write something for them and then to debug it or to look at an error they received and help them, you know, resolve it. What do you think is in store for us when it comes to the combination of generative AI and SRE? Where I clearly see a value add is in things like onboarding new developers onto the existing infrastructure, Mm. Uh, for example. So imagine you've got a new developer joining the organization, and in the organization, they've got SRE set up. That means the developers, they go on call to some extent, and you need to bring that developer up to speed so that they understand the operational part of the story well enough in order to be effective at going on call. So then what they need, they need to understand what the infrastructure is in order to get to the logs, in order to get to seeing who is currently on call and for what. They need to be able to write queries uh, deep enough in order to see what's going on with the services. And imagine you can do all this by chatting to a knowledgeable ops bot. Right. (laughs) I think you will be productive much faster than today. And imagine you would be able to even run simulations with that ops bot and say, okay, so now simulate, we've got a priority one outage with that particular service. So then what do I do first? So then where are the logs for that service, right? So then um, who's currently on call for that service? Is that me or someone else, right? So then the, the you'll be able to find that out. So basically, usually in that operations arena, you've got lots of tools and you need to know where to go and so on. Imagine all that would be taken care of for you by an ops bot with whom you would be able to have a conversation as a preparation. And then also in the real world, once an incident unfolds, I think there is um, a lot of potential there for sure. And then another thing is, uh, of course, inspecting the code for reliability, right? So there have been several attempts to understand whether the the code that's, that's been written has got enough resilience, for example, implemented for a certain load in production and so on. And imagine that could be done kind of in near real time as you write the code. Then kind of you've got sort of the operational co-pilot, which I haven't heard of yet, but I think could be imagined. Right. So imagine, you know, that operational co-pilot then uh, is thinking along with you as you write code and suggesting, okay, so maybe, you know, here you are calling a particular service and I'm seeing that that service actually violated its SLOs for the last half a year. Therefore, in order to be extra careful here, why don't you put in a circuit breaker in there? Because this is a call where I'm seeing from the experience you might run into trouble. Right. And and things like that. So this is where I see potential and I'd like to see progress. And I think that would elevate the industry a great deal. Very cool. All right, everybody. It is that time of the show. Let's shout out someone who came on Stack Overflow and shared a little knowledge to help the community. Awarded July 20th to Abbas. How do I split a comma-separated string? If you've ever wanted to know the answer, a boss has it for you. Earned himself a lifeboat badge and helped over 68,000 people. So thanks, a boss. I am Ben Popper. I'm the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on 
Twitter, which I guess is now called X. You can find me there if you want to send me a DM. It's a useful way to get in touch with me. Or you can email us podcast at Stack Overflow, or you can leave us a rating and a review if you like the show, because that really helps. I'm Ryan Donovan. I edit the blog here at Stack Overflow. You can find it at stackoverflow.blog. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at Arthur Donovan. I'm Vlad, and uh, I work at Siemens Health Ideas for the Teamly Digital Health Platform, which is the cloud platform for digital services by the company. And I recently spent a lot of time with site reliability engineering in order to make the platform more reliable. And I can be found at LinkedIn. If you just look for Vlad Yukas, then you'll be able to find me easily. And on LinkedIn, I actually regularly publish summaries of my book chapters. So if you don't want to read the entire book, then you'll be able to find just chapter summaries on LinkedIn regularly published. Great. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon.